There's beach balls being passed around and my ADHD just, just triple fired. <laughs> what? Huh? Hello, Internet and Columbus. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. I tried to get in there. It's a yeah, double applause. Yeah, you really applause. jumped in on my cheers. It's fine. It's a double applause. It doesn't feel like it. <laughs> and you're listening to and watching Schmanners. Oh no, now the balls are just in the middle of the aisle. It's better this way. Okay. You're listening to and watching Schmanners. It's extraordinary etiquette. For an occasion, slow my dough. Hello, dear. We have, we have a very long intro for no, yeah, live. No, I didn't, I've never thought about it before. For now, live now I'm audiences. Super aware of it. Uh, I'm so excited to be in one of the best cities in Ohio. <laughs> It's really up there. I would say one of the best cities in Ohio that starts with C. <laughs> oh, no. It's up there. Top two, at least. Oh! Ooh, la, la. What a way to start a show! <laughs> Spicy. Uh, so, uh, speaking. No, I do. I have a spicy thing I need to address. Oh, okay. I went to the University of Oklahoma, or as we like to call ourselves, OU. <laughs> and I'll say that, let, listen, let me get ahead of it. It's UO. And I've never understood that. Why the University of Oklahoma was like, and we're OU. That's not it. That's not the order of things. It's not the Oklahoma of university. <laughs> and I've never understood it. But now being back here, I'm born and raised in West Virginia, and I spent a lot of time in Ohio. West Virginia, yeah, rules. And I spent a lot of time in Ohio, and I tell people I went to OU, their faces light up, and I say, Oklahoma, and they crash. <laughs> uh, but uh, much like OU, uh, oh. the U of O was a big, big football town. And that's what we're talking. We're talking about college football today. And I attended the U of O for uh, four years as a National Merit Scholar. I don't want to brag. I'm... Thank you. I'm on paper smart. Um, and part of being a, a National Merit Scholar is uh, the U of O offered me a full ride scholarship because they collect us. And the first home game of every year, they bring the freshman National Merit Scholars out at halftime on the 50-yard line to wave at the stands. And that was the only football game I went to. Now, let us discuss college football. Well, my sister went to Ohio State and well, here at OSU. But... Is it OSU here? Man, I spent a long time yes. talking about OU, didn't I? Yes. I don't I think I'm making it. I'm not making it through the night, am I? Pit in my stomach when you said that. It was a bit. Know? The whole time was a bit. And I'm sorry. But I'm I never not, went I'm not to a sorry. game here. 
I'm bigger than all of you put together. Sorry, okay, focus up, focus up, you're right. I, I have never been to a game here. I did go to a game at uh, Miami of Ohio. It was all right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not, not the experience I understand that happens here in this town when there is do a football game. Do you guys burn game. couches here? You do? I thought that was a WVU thing. Everybody, does everybody burn couches? Where do you get them? It's a Don't college Don't just say town. the trash. It's not like an infinite, it's not like newspaper. There's only so many couches. I mean, but there's a lot of, like, students with weird, bad couches. I would love to do a poll of, like, how many people burn couches, and then the next day we're like, oh, no. <laughs> In retrospect, where do I sit now? Okay. I was going to binge stuff. Who knows? You don't have a couch anymore. Sit no, on we, the floor. We actually, we, you we do lived, deserve uh, it. We lived together for at least six months without a couch once. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody, we didn't burn it. <laughs> Just the person we were borrowing it from took it back. And at which point we went, eh, for six months. We did a lot of bed watching. But anyway, it's fine. Don't say it like that. <laughs> Sitting on the bed, yeah, watching the laptop? Different. We sat on the bed. We didn't bed watch. All right, I have to start the show now. So, football. American football. Collegiate football. American collegiate student football. Yes, remained largely unorganized until the 1800s. Um, and this is when the intramural games began around college campuses, the murmuring the whispers of football that okay, began. Okay, that's different than what I... Mm, for a second, my brain was like, yeah, just two teams would be playing and a third team would come in and now they're <laughs> all playing each other. Well, at the beginning... Get out! Okay, okay, so... Uh, each, Who are you? I just joined! <laughs> Tackle! Each school uh, largely had their own rules regarding football games. Uh, for example, I know. And I no know. one thought until the 1800s, maybe not this okay whatever right you know um, what we're just gonna outlaw knives we can all agree on that we can all agree no football knives princeton Harvard's shaking their head princeton students played a game called ball ball own ball own like they as own early the ball? as 1820 um whereas dartmouth would play uh, what they called old division football okay all right, we get it. It was like the Wild West out here. Yeah, but it's the 1800s. Nothing's that old. Well, um, but here's the thing, right? You mentioned a third team. And what these games resembled were mob-style games, okay? There, were, there was no rule about the amount of players on the field. Oh, yeah. There was no rule about the amount of players you could have, period. Uh-huh. Uh, there was usually some type of goal that needed to be reached. Sure. But in order to get the ball... It could have been an emotional one, though. Sometimes, man, in order to get the ball where it had to go, there were no rules. Any Just types, right. Any I'll types of atrocities that, that yeah. were committed on the field, like, everything's good. I know, hey, right? Hey, man, did you ruin my credit score? Football. Football. <laughs> Harvard was particularly feral, okay? Because what? Because the school started a tradition in 1827 known as Bloody Monday. 
Now, I made the joke about Harvard having knives. I know. I thought it was a joke. It was not a joke. Is this what that U2 song is about? No, I don't it's a think different so. thing, isn't That's it? That's different. That's different. <laughs> so this, this game was played, it was giant, by the way. It was played between the entire freshman and sophomore classes. Anybody that wanted to participate, just go. Okay. I know, right? But not juniors. <laughs> no. I like that they cut out, like, any, <laughs> hey, no. <laughs> this is your third year, right? You already have lost an eye and a leg. Get out. <laughs> Um, by 1860, it had gotten so out of hand that the town police and college authorities banned the game. Uh, and to protest this, the Harvard students conducted a fake funeral and declared that they were mourning for Football Fightum, which was a character they'd made to represent their game. Okay. All right. Like Can a- I say still better than OU's, uh, sorry, UO's mascot? <laughs> a wagon. What? So, it's a wagon? UO's mascot is the Sooner. So, Oklahoma, you guys don't care, but it's called the Sooner State because it's a bunch of people who cheated in the land rush and left sooner than everyone else. So, it's the University of Oklahoma Sooners. How do you display that on a football field? You don't. So, you get the Sooner Schooner, a covered wagon that you ride out, and people cheer for the wagon. Anyways, back to what you were saying. <clears throat> Um, this was a very organized funeral procession. More organized than the game. Yes. Because it included four pallbearers, gravestones they made themselves out of wood, uh, and a, be- a brass band and a chaplain and who delivered the eulogy. All of those kids asked for extensions on papers they were supposed to write. <laughs> I'm sure they did. Um, under pressure from the city of New Haven, uh, Yale banned the play... The- the game of football in all forms that same year that Harvard had put the, the kibosh on um, Bloody Monday. But was Yale cool about it? No. Oh, man. Um, I don't know why I'm disappointed in Yale. <laughs> I got no ties. Um, just nine years later, uh, in 1869, Rutgers University hosted the first formal game of intercollegiate football against Princeton. In Texas. No, not that kind of formal. Okay. But there were rules for this Ooh. one, which is nice. Um, and so... Uh, First rule, students can't be paid. <laughs> it's a real problem. The game was very important, and even though um, Princeton kicked their butts... Uh, Rutgers has a, a known cloud. football powerhouse Princeton. Are they? I don't know. Seem like nerds to me. Uh, Rutgers has a, a plaque uh, naming themselves the birthplace of college football. Okay, I could do that too. Yep, anybody can. I'm the birthplace of college football. The internet these days, you can get anything. I'm the birthplace of internet football. <laughs> That's the one. That's it. That's your new degree next to sexpert. I don't have that. Please don't. I've been trying to fight that thing. I never wrote that. That was said in the intro without my approval for the last 12 years. (laughs) Only recently did I realize I could say, hey, wait a minute. 
Um, and so this is when football really started to catch on in like a um, an organized way sure. instead of a disorganized mm. way. Um, and so between 1890 and uh, 1905... Three, Nothing happened. No, actually. Oh, I thought it was one of those two. 330 college athletes died as a direct result of injuries sustained on the field. That's like, like 22 a year. I know. Like 22. <laughs> 22 a year. So in 1905, Teddy Roosevelt was like, hey, what? guys. <laughs> Teddy Roosevelt was like, how many? <laughs> no. What? He was like, we got to do something about this. It's what? A, it's a lot. Um, and so, okay, historians are still debating whether or not Roosevelt actually said, hey, let's fix this or no football for anyone. I hope it's that second one. And then people are like, hey, Teddy, come over here. <laughs> we can't do that. Um, you can't just say that. All right. So no, on... no football for the mean kids. Sure. Only the gentle boys. <laughs> so on October 9th, 1905, Roosevelt held a meeting with the football reps from Harvard, Rail, Yale, and they beat and Princeton. <laughs> no. Before we started the show, I looked at Teresa and said, I've got a lot of energy. You're going to hate it. Yes, he did. He did say that. He did say that. And he was right. (laughs) I'm glad you said that because nobody says that. Can I just say thank you to you for such a thoughtful interview? Oh my God, yeah, I think you nailed it. Bullseye, interviews with creators you love and creators you need to know. Listen to the Bullseye podcast only from NPR and Maximum Fun. Hey, I'm Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington. And I'm Elliot Kalin. Listen, you like podcasts, right? Sure you do. Don't try and lie to me. You're listening to one right now, so why not try a different one? called R1, The Flophouse. Uh-huh, and on The Flophouse, we watch a movie and talk about it. And then sometimes we also do other stuff. It's all meant to be funny and fun, and we think you'll have a good time. And just to be clear, the name of the podcast is not R1, The Flophouse. It's just called The Flophouse. <laughs> I do a lot of correcting Dan. The Flophouse, a lot of correcting Dan. So they began to discuss how they could eliminate and reduce these football injuries and deaths that down. So um, people were trying to figure out exactly how they could do this because, I mean, if you want to play football, being injured is not something that is conducive to playing football, right? Sure. Um, And so on December 28th, 1905, 62 schools met in in New York City to discuss how they could make the game less dangerous. First of all, remove the javelins. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, probably, like, the idea of, like, people on the field, right? Sure. Limit those. Maybe um, pads. Pads. Helmets. helmets. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Um, and so it was understood pretty quickly that what they needed was an external governing body. And so from this meeting in December, the Intercollegiate Athletic Association of the United States was born. It is a very, very clumsy acronym. 
I-A-A-U-S. IAUS. Which is now better known as the NCAA. That makes a lot more sense. Right. Uh, oh, oh, sorry, no, we hate it. Where are we at? Okay. Sorry, hold on, where are we at? Just, uh... Yeah, boo, I go with the flow. Okay. Um, And so then, from 1906 to 1930, the game grew in popularity, began to modernize, and then bowl games started. The Mm. original bowl game was in Pasadena, the Rose Bowl. Sure. Um, And then... uh, what, what really happened to collegiate football was the universities in the South. They, like, took that and they, like, ran with it. Well, even World War II could not stop football games. Um, and even, even though many players enlisted in the war, uh, when the 1950s came around, there was a brand new invention that revolutionized America's football obsession. It was... Television? Television! Yeah. You guys so, have heard of it? <laughs> ABC Sports began broadcasting the Game of the Week in 1966, and, you know, we've all been obsessed with the Buckeyes ever since. What? I like to hear the woo, so I say oh, Buckeyes. Oh, okay. Okay. So on to some etiquette. Have you ever been tailgating before? Yes. You have. I mean, I grew up in Huntington, West Virginia. We tailgating, and we've done some. Oh, okay. Well, so what are some things that you should and should not do it while you're tailgating? You should get a little drunk. Only a little. A little. A little bit. You should not get too drunk. Yeah. yeah. You should not park on people's lawns unless they charge you $25 to park there. That's consent. That's what that That's is. That's a thing that, man, University of Oklahoma... It was one of my favorite things. I'm just seeing like people ruin their lawns to make like 180 bucks. And I'm here for it. It's just grass. We have a home now. You know how hard it is. Yeah, but I don't care. Uh, So you should also, if you're going to throw the ball, you need to make sure that this is like actually catchable throws that you're throwing and not like, how far can I throw this competition? Because you will hit somebody and they might be bigger than you. I, I would also say, listen, it's okay to pretend to have rivalries and fights with people and stuff. Fights? Don't really. Yeah, if you're like, oh, I'm on this side and I'm on this side. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Who really cares? <laughs> the idea of fighting with people, like real life fighting with people, you're not on the team. And even then, they also don't care. It's okay to be like, oh, you don't carry that too far. And I didn't mean to say, oh, you. (laughs) Oh, you. Boomer. Gen X. What? Boomer sooner is the thing that you say. Oh. And I like to yell that out now when I'm anywhere. I think I need a sip of wine. Yeah, please. Okay. So, once you are at the game, a couple of things. Uh, Make sure that you're kind to the people directing you. They're just doing their job, right? Um, And keep in mind that there are probably literally thousands of people, right? Um, And so, to keep things orderly, you do need to listen to the people who are telling you what to do. 
A lot of college stadiums have bench-style seating mm. instead of chairs, right? So you might want to bring a cushion or one of those fun... I saw you have the like the seat that has the back that's strapped oh, yeah. to it, right? So oh, yeah. you have a little back support. Those are nice. Also... We're I, over 30, almost 40 in this Oh, my race. God, yeah. At that point, if I can bring a hammock that I could sleep in between... The, um, most of the time now, at least a lot of college uh, like uh, stadiums I've been to, the concession stands are run by volunteers volunteer groups that like mm, raise yeah. money for charity and listen they have limited resources they don't do this on a regular basis lines are going to be long because everyone wants to get a burger or whatever be cool tip them they're there to raise money because they don't want to pay people to actually staff the concession stands so be cool to the people working concession stands i've done it before it sucks <laughs> so like be cool um, so a couple of things. Uh, body paint is very common at a lot of these places. Also signage. But I would encourage you, if you're going to partake, to think ahead a little bit. Because body paint uh, is, can be sticky. And uh, you'll probably sweat and also be miserable. So <laughs> maybe not paint like your whole chest and back. Maybe like just a little just bit. Just patches. Just patches. Um, also with signage, be aware. Don't hold it up the whole time. Yeah. People behind you want to sit you down. Don't and they don't want to block anybody's see it. view. Also, right? if you're going to start the wave, do you have the commitment to do it? Because <laughs> it's going to take a couple tries. And if you stop after three, you look like an idiot. <laughs> you got to go for it and never give up. Something you may not have thought of if you attend a football game is it is loud and maybe some earplugs for you and your friends might be a very nice thing to supply. Um, what? There it is. They did it. Did you hear it? Yes, I know how the state is spelled. Um, also, be aware that more and more people are bringing their kids to the games. Don't be a drunken jerk in front of a kid. Not our Schmanners listeners and fans. Oh, I thought course. you were going to say, not our kids. They're nerds. <laughs> um, so, uh, a lot of these football games are also ticketed to the seat or the section, right? Um, and so, it is appropriate to go to wherever you bought your tickets until the game starts. Um, and oh, see, then, I was going to see post-halftime, but... And, and then you can scope out a little bit better seat. Also, be I'm proud of me because I said halftime and not intermission. <laughs> <laughs> I am, always. Always proud of you. Um, and so uh, the last thing that I have to say uh, from our, our writer, Alex, who um, enjoys... Yeah, right? She's great. Who, who enjoys OSEO. She says um, it would be... Never be schmannerly to root for Michigan. That's what she said. I didn't say it. That's I would she, never. That's what she said. So I would never. Thank you. Hey, sorry again that I thought OU was here. <laughs> um, I'm going to feel terrible about that for another three and a half there, hours. There is another college called OU here. Not here. Not here. In Athens. That doesn't even start with a C. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Boom! Mic drop. Got her. Don't drop hey, the Hey, thank mics. you, everybody. Um, They're expensive. Don't drop them. Oh, yeah. It's not an SM58. I can't drop it. It would break. 
That's not funny to you, but Amanda's laughing her butt off. She just gave me a thumbs up. <laughs> hey, everybody, thank you so much uh, for coming out to the show. Thank you. Uh, make sure you grab the posters out there. They're absolutely incredible. I'm a hot dog in it, if you haven't seen it. I know. I had a lively, I had a lively debate with BB about if I am a hot dog or wearing a hot dog costume. I think I am a hot dog. <laughs> so get that poster. Um, thank you to our researcher, Alex, without whom we would not be able to make this show. Thank you to Amanda and Paul. We wouldn't be able to do the show tonight. Thank you to our editor, Rachel. We couldn't do the show without you. Who else, Teresa? We always thank Brent, Brentel Floss Black, for writing our theme music, which is available as a ringtone where those are found. Thank you very much. Uh, we also thank Bruja Betty Pinup Photography for the cover picture of our fan-run Facebook group, uh, Schmanners Fanners. If you love to give and get excellent advice from other fans, join that group today. Join us again on the next episode. No RSVP required. You've been listening to and watching Schmanners. Manners, Schmanners. Get it. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.